Hello and welcome to the Tuned In Jazz Podcast. We're glad you could join us today. We're going to be diving in and tuning in on all the latest jazz news, talking about some NBA today. It's going to be awesome. Make sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Tuned In Jazz. You can also find us on Instagram and we invite you to share this podcast with a friend. We want everybody to hear it. Have you been watching the preseason? Oh man, there's some good games. Lots to be excited about if you're a jazz fan. How uh, did you go for the Jazz Plus, or did you get an antenna, or are you watching other ways? <laughs> I may have splurged a little and got Jazz Plus. So Ooh, the, sheesh. Okay. The tickets and the hat and shirt maybe may have enticed me a little. Do you know like when you like get the tickets or when you get the shirt? So I got an email that said. Um, it gave me like a huge list of games that I could claim from, but it okay. said that I needed to um, redeem them. I could redeem them anytime, but they said I need to do it pretty soon if I wanted like a certain game. So right, yeah, it's pretty sweet. That's sick. Well, hey, I went the other route. We we got an antenna. How was the no? Yeah. So here's our antenna experience. So um, at my parents' house, we all love the jazz, so we need to we need to be able to watch the games. Oh, of course. Um, so we got this antenna off Amazon for like thirty bucks, uh-huh. and I went and plugged it in, got it all ready for like the first thirty minutes to an hour of trying to just watch TV with this. <laughs> it was awful quality. There was like pixelated dots on the screen, and like oh, the sound man. was bad. It was just rough, but like. We ended up putting it by the window. I don't okay. know. That ended up helping a little Clear bit. Signal. And then just kind of like being patient with it, letting it kind of yeah get it get right. And then yeah, we have pretty clear picture with it now. It's yeah. pretty K jazz. So I think that's cool. To be fair though, I think uh, the Jazz Plus one was actually pretty bad too. Like the really like the it the just the quality of it wasn't very clear. At least on my end, maybe it was my internet. I don't know. For but pr- for the Clippers, yeah. yeah. And it also could be, you know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it was because they were in Hawaii and Seattle and they didn't yeah. have, like, their normal things, normal NBA level yeah. production stuff. But <clears throat> I, I did think it was quite – I wasn't able to watch the games live, but I watched them, like, an hour later. Ah, so that's yeah. kind of cool. It was like a DVR yeah. built in. Kept all the commercials and – and right, so, right. It was good. I liked it. it really the only thing I'm worried about is, like, for anyone else using an antenna, like, if there's bad weather – yeah, I don't really know how great the picture quality will be, especially true. when the winter comes. So, I don't know. Maybe Jazz Plus is a safer bet. Oh <laughs> but, yeah. But hey, that was kind of fun. Yeah. But let's talk about the two preseason games. Of course, preseason we don't really care like who wins or loses. It's kind of just figuring yeah. things out, right? But it is fun. Yeah. Um, I think Paul George and Kawhi pretty much played the first half of both games. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Saw a little bit of them. Yeah. Um, but I guess kind of want to ask what what kind of – who impressed you from the Jazz in, in those first two games? Oh, man. I I was really impressed by Chris Dunn that first game. I'm not really sure really? – it was weird that he, like, didn't play till like, the third quarter. And then he, like, ended up leading us in points. Like, it was just – I know it's preseason, so, like, that's just right. kind of how we roll. But – I was really impressed with him. He's he's like a really good scorer, especially at the rim. And then and, and his defense. Oh yeah, defensively. Yeah. He's root locked so down. So good. I think he plays really well with Keontae George. I kind of hope we see that duo this season. And then 
I don't know. Game two, I really liked Horton Tucker. I thought he played really well. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Dude, that spin layup was kind of nice. Oh, I'll be, yeah. I'll be honest. I'm kind of a Horton Tucker critic. Okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. I, I could say I'm, I'm not really a fan. I feel like he does turn the ball over every once in a while, and that's kind of it's kind of yeah. rough for me. But seeing him in preseason, he played pretty well. So I'm maybe going to try and give him the benefit of the doubt this year because usually I'm pretty pretty on his case yeah about <laughs> his, his game so yeah Morton Tucker you've got you've got my hopes up okay yeah. so don't let me down yeah, please nice. <laughs> please play well we're paying you enough money <laughs> I don't know how much is he making these I think he's making like 10 mil a year or yeah he's, he's got a nice contract he's got a bit pretty big bag so yeah. but yeah he Bye. kind of impressed me especially that second game spin layup he was hitting threes as well yeah um yeah, I mean, you can't really ex- like know too much from preseason, though. Yeah, that's true. I think one thing we're all looking at. I, I heard Craig Buller, Jack, and Thoreau Bailey talking about it a lot. The I think they kept calling it the five horsemen race of the point guards or whatever it was. <laughs> like, like it, it is honestly so crazy. We've got like at least five guys that can right. play that starting five. I think they said Chris Dunn, Horton Tucker, Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson, and Keontae George. I don't, like who do you yeah. think? Who do you think makes the best case so far? Um, well, I, pre, before preseason, I would probably have said Colin Sexton. Mm, yeah, I don't even really remember seeing too much from him. Maybe I wasn't watching the first half too close. But yeah. preseason, I, before the preseason, I would have said him. But maybe now I'm thinking more towards. Um, oh, sorry, I'm thinking more towards Horton Tucker, even though yeah. not so sure about him sometimes, but. Yeah, I don't know. What are you thinking? That's true. I I think we've learned a lot about our guard combos. Like, I really like Colin Sexton and Horton Tucker together. And I think Clarkson plays really well with Keontae George. I I don't know where Chris Dunn fits in that. I would love to see Keontae George play with starting point guard eventually. I love his confidence. Yes. The way he pulls exactly. up with the ball. I think he was like one for nine in our first game. He's figuring but, it out, right? But he is first games. Yeah. It's a little different than uh summer league. Yeah. When you get in the preseason. Absolutely. This isn't Baylor anymore, so he's gonna he's definitely learning. Real NBA talent. Yeah. But yeah, I, I could see him slide in there eventually, maybe not start the season. Yeah, definitely. Um just missing Mike Conley, man. Yeah, <laughs> right. And uh, I do feel like if we had Clarkson and Keontae George, one of them needs to step up their defense. Oh, yeah, Because we haven't seen too much defensively from Jordan Clarkson in no. the past. He's just a bucket. Yeah. Um, and so Keontae George, we need to see a little bit of defense from him if they're going to start together. So Yeah, that is one thing about Horton Tucker. He's very long, I think, aside of what he can do offensively other than turn the ball over. Right. He, he's like, he can stay with guys and put a hand in their that's face. Why, that's why maybe Chris Dunn. Yeah, I could see it. He could, see he could it. be paired with Clarkson or Keontae George to have that defense. But yeah, hopefully we get them all rotating in this right. year. Yeah. But uh, we got three games this coming week before our next one. One tonight. We're recording this on Saturday. Uh, yeah, one tonight against the Blazers. Yes, I'm going to be there. Are you really? Yeah, oh, nice. going Exciting. with the family. Excited. Uh, be there for the Blazers tonight. What do you think? Is it? I know it's preseason, but W or L, are, are we winning? You know, we're not going to win every preseason game, yeah, right? But I feel like we could. <laughs> I think so. Um, but, you know, uh, if we were going to lose one of these next three against, I guess it's the Blazers, the Breakers, I don't know them yeah. at all. Um, we'll talk about them. And the Kings, I, I'd say the Blazers are probably the one that we would lose to because yeah. Scoot Henderson's probably going to 
want to go off and they've got some other young guys so but it'll be interesting i i think we could win all three honestly yeah i think we definitely could too i think i put down that we're gonna we're gonna uh win against the blazers i think kessler's gonna have himself a night that's my hot take Mm -hmm. The eight, br- eight dominating. Domin- oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's barbecue that's chicken. His, that's for- his nickname that he made for himself. <laughs> oh yeah, that's barbecue. Nobody else has given him that Kessler. nickname. Yeah, absolutely. Easy money. <laughs> and then the breakers. I actually looked them up. They're from New Zealand. Okay. I was trying to see if there was any like guys we knew in their roster, but just nobody notable from NBA at least. But uh, they played another. I think they played the Pistons the other day. I think they lost, but. But all these no-name teams, I haven't seen a single one of them ever. Yeah, ever win. <laughs> yeah, I think preseason. I honestly think they beat us just because I could see the Jazz kind of like hanging it up the last two games, like letting all the the bench play, you right. know, the Johnny Juzangs and the Bryce Sensabas and mm-hmm. and these like teams like the Omar Breakers. Year seven. Yeah, exactly. He's actually not looking bad though. I thought he looked good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but teams like the Breakers, this is like their finals. Like, they don't get to play NBA teams very often. Right. So they're probably going to be playing hard, and we, we might just be taking it easy. I hope we're taking it easy by then. So, Right. So those those games will be good. I'm excited for the Blazers tonight. It's going to be sweet. Yeah. Be able to see Scoot. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be awesome. Awesome. Well, with that, we kind of – I guess we kind of want to just talk about expectation for Walker Kessler going into the mm-hmm. season. Um, I guess what what kind of do you want from him this year? I I wrote down I would love to see him get to an all defensive team level. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's that, that far of a stretch based on what he did last season. I was I was looking at it, I came up with what I would I like his stats to be. So he was not, he had nine points, eight rebounds, and two point three blocks last year. And I would love to see him bump both all three of those up a little bit, maybe like twelve, ten, and two point five. And and I don't think that that's like really unreasonable. Obviously, that's only a couple more points, and you know, a couple more blocks. And two point five puts him right at the, right at the league leader in blocks, and that that mm-hmm. would put him in an all defensive team. So that's how I like. I think that would be good to see him do that this year. Yeah, I'd also like to see the like the Jazz team defense get up to yeah. at least a top ten, or maybe more, in the league. Um, yeah. I don't. I, now, don't know off the top of my head what we were last year, but when we had Gobert, it's number one defense, right? Oh yeah. So maybe we could try and get the team defense to be better with Kessler at the helm. So. Oh yeah, I. Well, I, I'm a big Rudy Gobert guy. I know there's a lot of a lot of mixed feelings about Rudy Gobert out there, but I I one thing I loved about having Gobert in the paint was just that it made everybody else's defensively better. Mm-hmm. And so he's in, like the Jokic of defense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, up until that last season, it seemed like it was just working and. I would hope that Kessler. I don't. I don't really like to compare Kessler to Gobert because they're not really the same. But mm-hmm. but defensively, I would love to see that same impact. That would be really good. For the I Jazz. I feel like a lot of Jazz fans forget how impactful Rudy Gobert really was Absolutely. because when he was on the court, our defense instantly like became a number one defense, right? Because yeah. he he's able to lock down the paint. That was that was good, and then we could focus more on the shooters and kind of lead them into Gobert, right? And three-time defensive player of the year right yep. pretty much all defensive every every year um it's pretty easy to forget how impactful he was now that he's kind of gotten he's kind of regressed a little bit on the Timberwolves we haven't really seen his um the same play that he had on the Jazz um so just remember how good he was that's all uh, I'm saying 
um, even though maybe the series not going to be as <laughs> quite as impactful. But oh man, speaking of okay, this is kind of a side note, but speaking of dominant shot blockers, did you see that clip uh, where that guy got scared of Wim Benyama last night? Was it like his he, double block or like the two guys? Block? No, he like so. Wembenyama went to inbound it, and he he ended up turning it over. So the guy comes running back and go and not go very. Wembenyama just takes one step in, and the guy had an open layup, and he passed right out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Wembenyama was like within five feet of him, dude. Like, but like that's what we obviously Kessler's not Wembenyama, but like that's the kind of impact we need Kessler to have. It's like just just the know, general fear around I don't know area. if you know, know 2k badges but that intimidator badge oh right? yeah oh, he's yeah. got it dude yeah he, he needs that <laughs> get that hall of fame but I think so <laughs> yeah I'd love to see that from Kessler and we'll we'll talk about I have him in one of our lists later just just saying um, but also I just wanted to bring up there is another New Jersey mm. Yes, I did. Are you talking about the purple ones? Yes. The I is it like a, another city jersey for the series? That I think is? so. Yeah. What do you, What do you think of? Would you like them? Hate them? Honestly, we did our go watch episode two of our podcast. We did the top five jazz jerseys of all time. If the I honestly think this might be top five for me, <laughs> and they haven't even worn it yet. I can see it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I like the promo they did. Did you see they like had them? On, like, old school stuff. and Anyways, I think they're cool, yeah. Kind of a nice, kind of a throwback with a new spin on it. And I'd say it probably cracked my top five, too, maybe number five. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see after this season, but that might be, I, I'd probably put that number five. It already looks pretty fire. Yes, anything Go you check get us that out, out of those awful yellow jerseys, we'll, Amen. we'll take it. We'll wear anything, just we'll wear not those. jerseys, we don't care. Yeah, give us something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so... We we decided something fun to do. Uh, next week we want to talk about some jazz predictions before the regular season starts. But this week uh, there's a lot going on in the NBA, and we want to do some predictions around some of the awards and accolades for the se- upcoming season for the NBA. So you might see some jazz guys on our list. Who knows? I guess we'll find out. I wanted to put more, but I didn't, I didn't have too many. But yeah, let's uh let's just start at the top. MVP, who you got? You got? I think we got two guys. We're gonna list, right? I've got three. You got three? Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. Who, who who are you thinking? So, I I put number one. I put Jason Tatum. Okay. I feel like last year it was kind of a three man race between Embiid, uh, Jokic, and Giannis, and really you could have voted for any of them and it would have been valid. Yeah. Um, but we kind of forgot about Tatum. And so I feel like he's going to bump it up this year. He's got a great team around him. He's the number one option. So, I don't know. I, I think Jason Tatum's my MVP. Okay. I My number one was Giannis. Kind of for similar reasons. That's my number two. <laughs> That's what, so my number two is Jason Tatum. Ah, nice. Uh, I think that Giannis, I think that having Damian Lillard out there is going to spread the floor so much that, like, Giannis is just going to have a field day in the paint. And I could see him just having a monster season. And uh, I'll, I guess I'll go into Tatum and then I'll let you... I, I, or let me, let me add this about Giannis oh, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Last year, Giannis, we... Of course, like he didn't have the greatest playoffs. He got hurt. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of easy to forget how good he was last season. So good. He averaged 31 points. 
five assists and 11 rebounds last season and he shot um, 58 or 59% from the field. Mm. How that's amazing. <laughs> like you can't really ask for much more from Giannis last season. They're in the number 1 seed, amazing. Everyone thought they were going to win the championship, um, but he got hurt and so we kind of forgot how good he was. <laughs> so, he could easily win it this year. The NBA is just I know these old heads like to like talk about old-time NBA how it was better, but we are really watching the heyday of the NBA, I think. Like you think about all three of those guys who were in the MVP race could have won last year, and then you add Jason Tatum and you add Luca. Jason Tatum averaged thirty points a game. Yeah, just saying. Stephen Curry played at a really good level last year. Mm-hmm. Even LeBron in year twenty is like still in that conversation. Like we're just this is like I I'd argue this is the best NBA we've ever seen, and I think it's going to. I yeah, great. I love how spread out the talent is. Oh, I yeah. love it. But it's yes, awesome. did you? I guess you didn't have no. I have a number three as well. Who's your number three? Yeah, I, I guess kind of a dark horse, like you were saying, uh, is Luca as well. Okay, I, I just feel like Luca could have won MVP the past couple of years if his team had won more, right? Mm-hmm. So now I feel like a year of him and Kyrie together, they could probably put together some more wins. Yeah. I could see him winning MVP. That's true. Yeah, I think I won't spoil it, but Luca comes up on my list a little later. I think. But I agree. I think Kyrie is going to take a little bit of a load off of. Mm-hmm. They can't just double team Luca the whole game because they got Kyrie Irving, one of the. They best got Grant players. Williams. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, he's gonna he's gonna knock both of them down. Yeah, they improved their roster this offseason. <laughs> that's for sure. So let's uh, let's move to the other side. Of the, well, I guess it's not really the other side of the ball, but let's move defensively. Yes. Who, who you got for your defensive player of the year this year? I, I love to show love to some guys that haven't won it before, mm. so you'll kind of see that in my list. But I got Bam out of bio. Okay. What What do you mean yeah. by that? What do you think? So Bam, he was top three last year for defense, mm-hmm. and he he's kind of been slept on. I don't know if you saw, like, the coaches' poll and, like, what they voted on for their predictions for this year, but he's been kind of slept on by the coaches, by the NBA. And I just love how he's defensively – not locked down in the paint, and he can guard outside the ball mm-hmm. as well. His versatility, and I feel like he could lead the Heat to being like a top defense in the NBA next year. Mm, I love that. I agree. Mine's kind of a similar guy for similar reasons. I said Evan Mobley. I really like Evan Mobley. I think he finished third last year in Defensive Player of the Year voting. Yep. Really young guy. I think he's one of those guys for the Cavaliers who's just waiting to take that next step. And um, I could see him doing it defensively this year. I think it would be hard to, for him to take a step offensively just because of they've got some pretty ball dominant guards with mm-hmm. uh, with Spider over there. But I could see him doing it. Um, who uh, who's your second guy? Who do you got? Um, I I want to give love to some perimeter defense. Okay. So I actually picked Mikel Bridges. Oh, okay. I really, really like Mikel Bridges. He's, of course, he's one of the most locked down defenders perimeter wise. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I really love the Nets defensively this year. They'll have mm-hmm. Mikel Bridges. They'll have Nick Claxton. So I could see them being a top five defense in the NBA. And I think they could give some love to Mikel Bridges um, if they're able to do that. So I can see it. Yeah. yeah. I also wanted to give some love to some... Uh, Premier guys, I said Drew Holiday. Oh, okay. I think I know he's getting a little older, but I think in today's NBA, half these awards are really just like narrative based. Like we kind of just like sometimes decide who's going to win it. Like last year, to me, like I d- it didn't make 
any sense why Embiid was over anybody else other than the fact that like it was just his turn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I they're I all good. He, yeah, I think he deserves it, but like I also think you could have made a very real case for the other guys. But anyways, I think Drew Holiday like. Just the narrative surrounding him being such a dominant defender. I'm surprised he hasn't been in the conversation. He probably should have won one by now, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I could see him just kind of being the front runner this year. He's a great perimeter defender. I I think NBA kind of talks about him being one of the best. So for sure. And then I also put a third as just my own bias. Uh, I put Walker Kessler because I think he could. Because just the year he had last year as a rookie. Oh yeah. um, He's been putting in the work. I think he could lead the Jazz to be in a top defense, right? We talked about that oh, earlier, yeah. so I had to put him in there. I can see it. I would love to see it. Okay, well, let's head to the bench a little. Sixth man of the year. What are you thinking? Uh, I got Norman Powell. Oh, okay. For uh, the Raptors? Um, oh, yeah. For the Clippers. Clippers, yeah. that's right. Sorry. He, he was in the top three last year, and um, I can just see him being like a – 18 to 20 point score off the bench for them again so I could yeah I could see the Clippers doing well this year as well I could see that too yeah that'd be sweet I had okay this a former jazz man Jared Vanderbilt Ooh, I, that's kind of a hot take I know, but he's not really offense <laughs> yeah yeah but I think he kind of emerged a little in the NBA I last playoffs like there was a lot of talk about him being like he came in and locked down some guys and just yeah. totally changed the game for the Lakers in the playoffs last year. I would argue that he might have been one of their most important players. So I could see him. I I don't think there's a place for him to start on their team. I I think it's between him and Rui for that four position. It kind of is a toss-up. And I think Rui probably fits better with Anthony Davis just as kind of a... Space the floor. Space the floor with LeBron on the floor. But So I could see him doing it. Who who, uh, is your second guy? Um, I got, this is kind of interesting, I got a rookie. I got okay. Amon Thompson. Oh, okay. Um, I love Amon Thompson's game. Okay. I, I haven't really watched him too much yet, but he could. he's going to go behind Fred Van Vliet this year because yeah. they paid him $50 million. Yeah. Um, but he, he could be a really good point guard off the bench, probably one of the best point guards off the bench in the NBA, so I think he could definitely win it. Oh, yeah, I, I love the Thompson twins. I think they're going to make a big splash. I I might have one of I might have <laughs> on the list. My second guy, I put Chris Paul. Okay. Um, I, I don't. He might start. Yeah, I know that. I know the Warriors keep like pretending like they're trying to start all those guys. I just don't think long term that that's going to work for them. I think eventually he's going to be the guy pushed to the bench, and I think Chris Paul pretty much up until last year he succeeds in every situation he's put in. Like he's such a valuable player. So I could see that level of player coming off your bench. I don't know how he couldn't win. I feel like he might come off the bench to start games, but then maybe to close out. Yeah, He might be on the court with Steph. Yeah, he might play some starting unit minutes a lot. So we'll see. I I like that pick. I was going to put him, but I just wasn't sure if he was going to start or come off the bench. Yeah, it's definitely a hot take. (laughs) Yeah, and then my other one, this is kind of just a throw it in there, uh, Dante DiVincenzo. For the, okay. for the Knicks, he's coming in there. He's been a good scorer in his career, so yeah, never know. I like that. Okay, let's talk about some new guys, though. Rookie of the year, who you got? This is the easiest easiest one for me. <laughs> it's Wemby, yeah. Okay. Who else is it going to be? Victor Wembanyama. That's, that's true. I, 
Okay, I also have Wimby, but I also, like, there's kind of an asterisk because I put Victor Wimbanyama slash Chet Holmgren. That's my number two. Because <laughs> technically Chet Holmgren's like a rookie. Right. And I think out of those two, whoever stays the healthiest this year, just because, you know, we're always nervous about those legs with those freak, freakishly right. tall guys, I think whoever stays the healthiest has it locked. If they both stay healthy, I don't. It's probably Wimby, but I, it's going to be close. Wimby looks so good. So yeah. I, I still have him as my clear-cut number one, but I do have Chet Holmgren number two. Okay. I also put Scoot number three. Scoot, okay. Because um, he's going to fill it up. He's going to have a lot of opportunity now that Damian Lillard's gone. So Yeah, this this rookie class is so deep. I had a hard time because I think Brandon Miller's going to be really good. I didn't pick him, but I think he's going to be really good too. Scoot's going to be really good. My second, kind of, I guess technically third, was Asar Thompson, though. Oh, for the Pistons? Yeah, I caught some highlights the other day. Their first game, he was 12-10-6, which I know it's preseason. Wow. That's kind of, you know, kind of moderate still. But but just, like, that kind of overall impact. And, like, the the Pistons need that type of player right now. Yeah, so they need everything they can get. So I would not be surprised if he if he ends up in that conversation along with a man, too. So. Yeah, there's – honestly, did you see uh, preseason Brandon Miller's dunk? Did you see that? I did, yeah. He's, My goodness. I was kind of, like, unsure about Brandon Miller. Like, I don't know how good he'll be. If he's doing that in the NBA, he just, like, dunked all over the defender. I can't remember yeah. who he dunked on. It was yeah. insane. They're going to need him, too. I, did you, Miles Bridges this is probably not going to yeah. come back and like they thought he was. And so he him and, Yeah, him and LaMelo might end up being a duo. Yeah, that would be nice. Well, uh, should, should we move on to most improved? Most improved? Player. Yeah. This one is another one where I kind of got excited about some of the players that I could yeah. choose, um, but I got Cade Cunningham, number one. Ooh, okay. That's a good pick. I thought about putting him, actually. Why did you, you put Cade? Um, I don't know if you've seen him in, like, those videos of them doing workouts and training camps and the USA team. Um, he just looked amazing. He looked like he could be an all-star next year, just yeah. the, the amount of play that he's putting out. And so he's also got all the opportunity in the world to lead the, that Pistons team. So, Oh, yeah. Before his injury, he looked really nice, too. So I don't – it wouldn't be that crazy for him to make that jump, mm-hmm. too. I like that. I put Jordan Poole. I can Ooh. see – I think um, – I think he's uh, – Pissed off, probably. <laughs> Just at how that situation ended up with Golden State. He, I think he liked playing in Golden State. Do you think he could be an all-star? I could see it, honestly. I mean, I, I mean, uh, Washington doesn't really have met much else there. Kyle Kuzma is pretty much it. So I could see Jordan Poole becoming their number one scoring option. And he's, he's shown before on the Warriors that he can be a reliable scorer. So... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a, a pretty big jump. I'm not a year. huge fan of Jordan Poole, I'll be yeah, honest. So. Okay. No. <laughs> but we'll see. He definitely has the chance. Uh, I just need to see that Wizards team win more games yeah. for them to get an all-star, you know. Yeah. They were just kind of average. Wizards just got to play their cards right. They got to get all the all the baddies courtside, and I think Jordan Poole's <laughs> going to play just fine. And Coos. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, that's dude. Yeah, if they, if they just load up the courtside seats, I think... They might be finals contender. Oh, yeah. You never know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I also got, for my number two, this is going to kind of sound crazy, but I've got Ben Simmons. Oh, okay. 
That thought ran through my head. Why, why did you say Ben Simmons? <laughs> well, everyone's been saying he looks good, and um, I don't know if you've seen some of the highlights of him playing preseason so far. Yeah. He looks completely different. He's posting up and scoring. He's doing his thing with the assists like he used to. Yeah. Um, I could see him just elevating his game back to maybe not fully back to where he was before, but I could see him like being close to averaging the triple-double and being really impactful. Yeah, I think that Nets team could be pretty good. Maybe like maybe he could be defensive way. player of the year, too. You That's know, true. Him or Mikel Bridges or yeah. somebody on that Nets team if they're able to yeah. be good defensively. That team might be pretty good, yeah. One I put, of those. Uh, for mine, I put Anthony Simons. Oh, interesting. I think, uh, why do you got him? Uh, well, I think a couple of times last year we saw him kind of pop off a little for the Trailblazers. Um, when Dame was, like, out for a little bit. And I, you know, I, I think it might have been kind of hard. It's, I mean, when you got Damon Lillard playing in front of you, like, how much can you really do? You know, so like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised this year as Scoot kind of learns the the way of the NBA if Anthony Simons just starts hot. You know, he's a really good scorer, efficient three point shooter, can get to the rim. Um, I don't know. I think I people th- are forgetting about him, too. I think so, so too. He, he might want people to remember his name, right? Yeah, absolutely. He's still there. So I could see him. He's kind of my dark horse, most improved player this year. Do you I have another that. one on that one? I also got Paulo Bancaro. Okay. Yeah, I think he could take another step to being, like, maybe a top top five, top ten player in the East, maybe. I could see it. Um, but, yeah, he, that Magic team is young and I feel like if they elevate themselves to being one of the top teams in the east then they might give it to Paulo so that's what I'm talking about with the NBA we just got so many guys right now that could just like Mm -hmm. ball Um, but let's let's talk about some coaching now who's going to win coach of the year this year this is probably the hardest one for me this is a tough one maybe maybe what what did you have I this is mostly because of who, who the team is, but I said Frank Vogel for the Suns. Yes, I got him too. That one too, yeah. yeah. I, I just, I, I think it's his award to win just because of that team, but but then uh, there's so many good teams. So but so that's kind of a, to me that was just kind of a dartboard throw. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know how to justify it. No, yeah, it. I, got, I got Frank Vogel as well. I feel like the reason why I could see him winning it is because that team's going to win a lot of games. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I would say they're the favorite right now to win the West. And so I could see them winning 60-plus games, Absolutely. just being dominant. And um, Frank Vogel just is in his first year there, so they'll probably give him some love for Coach of the Year. Yeah. Um, My yeah. other one, I'm guessing this is probably not the same as yours. Maybe it is. If it is, that's impressive. Maybe. But I said Jason Kidd. And I know, I know that might be kind of a hot take. Jason Kidd gets a lot of hate. But I think yeah. if he can figure out how to get Luca and Kyrie to work, I just think like I I think he could definitely win the award if he can figure out how to get those. We're two gonna players. we gotta come back to that after the year is over because I feel like Jason Kidd's gonna implode. You think so? Okay. <laughs> he hasn't been good in the past. But I, we'll see. I, I think it's I I could agree with that though. I think like it's make or break for him this year. Like it's yeah. either gonna go really well or it's gonna go really bad. Like there's. They won't have forty boomer bust yeah. potential for. They're the either going to have fifty five or fifty wins, or they're going to have like twenty. Probably, I don't know. It'll be Kyrie's going to start sitting out, and yeah, you never know with Kyrie, right? Yeah, it's off just and be on meditating for him. on the sideline or something, right? Yeah. I actually, I've been giving a lot of love to this team, so just going to give some more. I got Jock Vaughn. Okay, because 
I do really feel like this team with Ben Simmons, with Mikel Bridges, with Nick Claxton, Cam Cam Johnson, mm-hmm. Cam Thomas, they've got so many good players. Um, I could see them being very good this year, especially defensively. And if Jock Vaughn now he's had a year to like figure out this team, that he could really. Um, elevate their wins. He could really elevate this Nets team. So, actually, as I was going through these awards, I feel like the Nets are my team that yeah, I feel yeah. like could surprise people this year. Yeah. So I could see it. I mean, could be like uh, another year like the Kings had last yeah. year, but for the Nets. Yeah, they got some dogs over there. That's for sure. Um, new award this year, clutch player. Oh wait, did you have another coach on your list? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I had Tyron Lue as well. Oh, okay. He's number three. Interesting. Why Just if the Clippers do well, um, I feel like they have the potential, right? So. Oh, yeah. They're but, just, yeah, of course, he's number three, so I kind of just threw his name in yeah, there. <laughs> they're kind of just waiting to have that season. I mean, I think this it's is... It's been a while, yeah. It's make or break for them. I think they just got to move on from that whole experiment, if not. So I, I hope it goes well If Kawhi him. and Paul George stay healthy for an entire year and people actually see, yeah. wow, this... Clippers team is really good. They might. Yeah. And if we yeah. see the same rust from the playoffs last year, right. all year, I think it would be, and actually I think it would be a very good team. So, uh, Yeah, new new award this year, though, Clutch Player of the Year. It first was, time. was De- De'Aaron Fox the first Clutch Player of the Year? Winner? Actually, yeah, I think you're right. I think last year they had it. Okay, yeah. De'Aaron Fox is the first one. So this would be the second. It's yeah, new award, kind of interesting. It they is kind of interesting. Pretty much just based off fourth quarter points. Right? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> who were... Who who were you thinking? Um, so, I just, from watching the playoffs last year, this this guy um, was just so dominant in the fourth quarter, bringing his team wins in the playoffs. I got uh, Jalen Brunson. Mm. I think he could lead the league in fourth quarter points and win this award. So. Oh, I like that. I love you. We love Jalen Brunson over here. I think Darren Fox is going back-to-back. Really? I think... I honestly think it might even be better this year for him specifically. I don't think the Kings are going to – they'll probably play at about the same level they played last year, maybe do you a couple think, more losses. Do you think he could, like, elevate his game even more than he did last year? Is that what you're saying? Well, I think the, I think the Kings are going to play a lot more close games this year. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think Kings will take just a small step back. I think they'll still be a playoff team. but So I think he's going to be put in more, a lot more situations this year where he has to play like that. And so I, I feel like last that. year, I I don't know. Maybe De'Aaron Fox proved me wrong if uh-huh. if he's about to this year. But I, I feel like he's kind of peaked. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. He he played about as good as we have ever seen him play, and mm-hmm. maybe that was his prime year. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I if he can match that next year, I could see him winning it again. Honestly. Oh yeah, yeah. The Kings are definitely. They're getting as much as they can out of him. They're waiting for other guys to step up, that's for sure. Yeah, did you have who else yes. you got for I got player? number two, Luka Doncic. Oh, okay. Okay. I could see that. Why is that? Just he's one of the best players in the league. He's and Luka. like you said, I don't feel like the Mavericks are gonna be blowing people out. And so Luka's gonna kinda need to put that team on his back in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So. Luka Nakua, as I like to call him. <laughs> um my second guy, I have Kristaps Porzingis. I think. Really? If, Why? Well, okay. So if you've been watching him in preseason, he's kind of he popped off a little those first couple games, and I think that. I mean, he's going to be their third scoring option, 
maybe fourth behind Drew Holiday. Who, yeah, honestly, and he's a he's a very underrated rim protector. I've always been a big Chris Osprezingas guy. I didn't think he fit well by Luca, but um, I don't know. I I could just see him like. I could see them going to him in a lot of late-game situations where teams are trying to deny the ball to mm-hmm. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and Drew Holiday's not really a guy you go to for scoring late in a game. That's true. But Porzingis is a great three-point shooter. He can score around the rim. Like, I could just see him being put in situations where he is the guy because the, he has to be, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I could see that, but honestly, like, if I'm Joe Mazzula mm-hmm. and it's the fourth quarter and the game's close... Not giving the ball to Chris Stops. That's true. <laughs> giving the ball to JT. That is true. But I, I mean, you're right. Like they might with double teams and like ball pressure on those mm-hmm. the the, the Jays like to call him. Yeah, yeah, he could get a lot of shots. So we'll see. I yeah, don't know. I I don't know how I feel about that. But yeah, it's a hot take for sure. Did you have a who else you think? Um, going to yeah, this year? I also got uh, Damian Lillard as well. Ooh, okay. I think he's, he's Same the time. one, he's the closer for the Bucks. I feel like. Yeah. So. That's true. That's just his. That's gotta show some love for Dame. Thing, that's know? kind of a little bit of a bias pick because I'm, I'm a partial Bucks fan. <laughs> yeah. That's fair mission there, but. I can respect that. Who do you think, this is not an award, obviously, but who do you think's going to be, going to make the, their first All-NBA team this year? Yes. Yeah, so I was looking at, um, the past, Years to see like who hasn't been on there that I that should have been. Yeah. And there's one player that I I just didn't know didn't make an All NBA team yet in his career. Um, it's Bam Adebayo. Okay. Um, Not a love for Bam. Today. I feel like there's more room for that third team with the centers for him to to make that spot because Jokic and Embiid are probably going to take those top two. Yeah. Um. But between the third center last year, Sabonis, I think Bam could elevate and Bam could get yeah. that third spot easily. So. Absolutely. I put, I'm just going to say both my guys because they're kind of the same reasoning. I put Paolo, Bancaro, and Cade Cunningham. I think both of them are, like, they were really good rookies. Obviously, Cade's been a couple years, but I think both of them are just due to make that next step. It'll just. I don't know. We'll see if they do, but I think that... I had Paolo as well for my number three. Huge number three. Number three. Yeah. I was wanting to put Cade Cunningham, but mm-hmm. I just couldn't validate it with how many good like guards there are That's in the so NBA. Because you know that Steph's probably going to be on there, right? Yeah. You know Damian Lillard's going to be in the conversation. Devin Booker. Luka Doncic, just Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. And it just like... They're, they're just. I don't feel like there's enough room for all of those guards, right? Yeah. So I was try- I was wanting to put a guard on there, like Cade or somebody else, but yeah. it was just rough. I don't know. There's just hard. too many good guards in the NBA right now. There really is. Um, but I guess I could say my number two. Yeah. Um, I had, I had Laurie Markin in. Oh, okay. Gotta show some love to some That's jazz true, players. Yeah. Um, he should have been on there last year. He should have. He, um, Julius Randle ended up making it over him, and so there is room for another forward on Man. that on those teams. If Laurie Markkinen just continues his game, and the Jazz are pretty good, um, I could see him taking that spot from Julius Randle. Um, oh yeah, I he's think... he's our number one option as well. So he'll have the ball in his hands. Oh yeah, be taking a lot of shots. Yeah, I. I was really impressed the second game against the Clippers. We didn't really talk about this, but there was like a whole quarter where the 
the Clippers, like their whole defense was just trying to deny Laurie Market in the ball. Like it's how good he is. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, I saw Kawhi like literally just holding him in the paint a couple of times, <laughs> and it's like, and then every time he touched the ball, he would just like it just so natural to score. And yeah, I I'm totally he can score in so that. many different ways too. Yeah, it's so impressive. It's hard to guard him. I would or I would think so. I never guarded him, but. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think I could even see him. While yeah, I know. Him. He's, he's I would look at his kneecap probably. Yeah. <laughs> so. What right. about uh, the last one? We'll talk about. What about a scoring title? Do you, who, who could you see winning a scoring title this year? There, this one was kind of hard. I feel like I have three names. Right, mm-hmm. any of these guys could win it. It's not like there's a number one and a number three. They're all number one, kind of for me. So my number, I guess my number one is Luca. Okay. Yeah. Um, for the same reasons as we talked about before, he's going to be closing out games with Kyrie. He's got a lot on his... The The Mavericks' top two players are amazing, but after Kyrie, it drops off quite a bit, so he's going to yeah. need to have the load um, on his back for them to be able to win games and do well, so he's going to need to score a lot of points. Yeah. Actually, Luka was my number one as Let's well. Let's go. On the same page. Going back to what we were talking about earlier with Jason Kidd, it's make or break for the Mavs this year. I think Luca. Yeah. Luca was kind of chirping at the Mavs a little last year. I think that's why they went and got Kyrie because Luca was just needing some help, and it didn't really get any better. I mean, they've got Kyrie. Which they got I, Christian Wood gone too. Yeah, he was kind of bad in their locker room, and I don't know. I think they they got a little better with Kyrie. They definitely fixed some needs, but I just don't think they're a good team and. Anyways, I think it's make or break for him. I think it'll go well for him specifically. He'll do his great time. I agree. Yeah. Did Did you have a number two? I do. I put Giannis. Oh, okay. I know that. That's Interesting with Dame there as well. Yeah, I think it's. I know it's an unconventional take because Giannis isn't really a three point shooter. It's kind of like who we see win the. Did average thirty one points last year. So. Yeah, and so, but like, I really am just leaning into. I think the Bucks. Roster. I don't know how anybody's going to guard that. Like, it's just insane that Giannis is already insane going downhill towards the rim. Like, it takes three guys to guard him. But when you've got Damian Lillard out at the logo and you've got Chris Middleton in the corner, like, I don't know how you're going to, like... Would you say, if you were the, a Bucks coach, would you say that Giannis is your number one option? Ooh. I mean, I would say so. I think I think if you play through Giannis, I think it's going to open up shot more shots for Dame and for Chris Middleton because like you really just have to commit so many guys to Giannis, and then it just event like naturally guys will be open like Dame. Will right. Be, you know. I like that. I like that take. I think like like you said, I think Giannis would be your number one option to start the game, and then you kind of see how the defense plays. Because if they want to stop Giannis, then all right, Dame's our number one option now. Yeah. If you're wanting to stop Giannis, and then if you're trying to stop Dame, we'll switch it, right? Yeah. And now Giannis will be our number one option. <laughs> and so I, I think they're right. There's two number one options there in my eyes, just yeah. kind of depending on how the defense is played, right? You can't really guard both. Yeah, I totally agree. Did you have somebody else? Yeah, two. I had a two and a three. So oh, right. I just picked two guys that have a lot of opportunity, a lot of shots they can take on their team, and yeah, I picked Donovan Mitchell. Okay, we love it. For love the Cavs, he, he scored a lot of points last year. Yeah. I could see him I'm leading the league. He didn't have it last year. <laughs> yeah, he he's 71 good. points in a game, right? Yeah. He, he can Insane. fill it up like anybody. Insane. And then I also had Trey Young. 
Okay, I could see that. Yeah, now well, that John Collins has gone a little bit more shots for him, he's already taking like every shot. Yeah. Right, and so he could easily like average thirty or whatever. Yeah. To be able to be the scoring title, I could see it. Yeah, they might. He might need to. <laughs> right. Uh, I think. Uh, the last thing we want to talk about uh, the new player resting rules. Have you been? Have you heard about those? Yes, I I'm a fan. Honestly. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know. The NBA has a new resting rule for players. Um, I wrote it down. It says that um, the rule is that there's no more than one star player who's unavailable for the same game. Um, and then teams must also ensure that star players are available for national TV and in-season tournament games. And then um, and then there's a couple of others. Most of them are surrounding star players. To me, that's kind of the blaring hole in all of this is like, there's players we know who are stars. Like, obviously, Jason Tatum's a star, and Jalen right. Brown's a star. But, like, what about those fringe guys? Like, how do you decide who's a star? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's Maybe, the, like, I, I don't know if they have, like, a specific thing, but maybe it's, like, an all-NBA or all-star player. Yeah. Um, I also saw that they kind of added this rule later in the season last year. But to be able to win, like, in the season awards mm-hmm. and be able to... Um. Yeah, win those awards at the end of the season. You have to w- 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 play like sixty games or something like that. Yeah. So it's kind of going along with this as well. I think it's good for the NBA. I think so too. Um. Yeah. Uh, you don't want fan, you don't want your kid to go to yeah a, a jazz game like in the next couple months to see Kawhi or to see yeah. uh, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and they're just not going to play. Yeah. We want to see that Mamba mentality, like yeah. the people who are looking out for the little guy like us. You know, like, mm-hmm. if I pay a lot of money, it it's costs a lot of money to see the Lakers come into town. I'm a big LeBron James guy. I know that might get some hate for that, but, you know, if I I might pay a lot of money for Lakers tickets, and if I get there and LeBron's not playing, like, that's yep. so disappointing. Yeah. And, and I'm you know, I'm a grown adult, but, like, imagine that kid that, like, maybe only gets that one opportunity in their life to see that. The only thing I'm afraid of is players will like check in and play like five minutes yeah. <laughs> uh, they'll work around I, I hope that doesn't happen but I could definitely see that happening to get some awards like let me let me check in the game real quick and get my five minutes and then I'll be out so I can get this game played but hopefully we don't see too much of that in the with this rule but I think it's good yeah I think so too cool well, we'll, we'll go ahead and close out um, let us know um, who you think are going to win these awards this season and if um, we you like our takes or if you think some of our takes you'd change, let us know. Um, we'll post a question on Instagram that you can respond to. Um, but with that, go ahead and share this podcast with your friends and we'll be back next week Peace. Um, for another episode.